Shall we take a word of prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for not giving up on us. We ask that may Christ alone be exalted. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. We believe that it has been an enlightening journey that you have had so far. Now, I would just like my friends to share with us on spiritual gifts before we take the final bit of our episode on spiritual gifts. So we will start with Abana. Abana, share with us anything concerning spiritual gifts. Hello, everyone. So I'll just hammer on a few points we hinted at the beginning. So first of all, um, we all learned that spiritual gifts are not for a selected few. As long as you are partaker in the body of Christ, you are definitely entitled to having spiritual gifts. So let's not think it's for some kind of people and not for everyone, it's for everyone. So I will advise us all to avail ourselves to be able to experience these spiritual gifts. And we should also note that spiritual gifts are an investment of God in us. This is God's gift to us. And as we operate in these gifts, we should always note that God must be exalted and not us. We are not exalting the gifts. We are rather exalting God through the gifts. It's very important that we note that too. And one last thing I want to say is that God gave us these gifts so that we can contribute to the body of Christ so that we can benefit and for others in the church to also benefit. So we shouldn't think twice when we are availing ourselves to God. We shouldn't think twice to avail ourselves for it. For these investments God has put into us or these investments God wants to put into us will bring everything good to our lives. Thank you. Amen. Baba, can you share with us? Okay, thank you. Um, to add to what I've suggested, I would like to entreat everyone to desire to mature in their gift. And you've already stated that the gift is not a sign of maybe Christian maturity because we don't work for it. It's a gift that God gives to us. But then if you now have the gift, I would say that you should not remain at where you are when you receive the gift. We should all strive to go deeper and grow in the gift that we've received. And then I would also want to say that if there's anyone who feels like he or she doesn't have a spiritual gift, even though he's born again or a believer, that person should desire to have the gift because it's for the profit of the church. The gift is for the profit of the church. So if you are a believer and then you feel you don't have any spiritual gift yet, I think you can desire to have one that will be a benefit to the church. And I would entreat everyone to keep on listening to this series. Like you can keep on listening to it over and over again till you are convinced about anything that you didn't know. Thank you all and God bless you. God bless you too. Bele, can you share with us? Okay. I would also um, want to say that um, a lot of people shun 
the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They don't want to talk about the Holy Spirit or the gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially speaking in tongues, because they feel the Holy Spirit will shame them in a way because they feel that, let's say we are in church and then with their nice dress, they'll start speaking in tongues and they will fall or something. I want us to know that um, there is nothing that the Holy Spirit will, the Holy Spirit will not do anything to harm you and all that he does is for our benefit so let us not have the impression that once we embrace these gifts or once we embrace the holy spirit like he'll shame us or he'll disgrace us in a way i've heard people say that and also i would like to say um share one thing i think last year ending of last year i heard of a testimony of a lady whom the holy spirit works through so much and then i became very insecure i was like god she's like I don't have so much faith to also desire or to also pray for these spiritual gifts. It was mainly about the gifts of healing. And then I felt the Lord told me that when the time comes for me to like manifest in those gifts or have those gifts, He'll place in me the desire there. So I want us to be encouraged that um, God is with us. And as we are seeking God and as we are walking with God and as we are being like walking with God, he will direct our path. Maybe, let's say, as you are praying for, let's say, the gifts of healing now, he might not give it to you at this particular time, but let's say when you are on a mission field or a place where people really are in need of that particular gift, God will definitely place in you that desire as he wills so that he will give it to you. Yeah, that's what I would like to say, that when the time comes, as you see God, don't be so desperate or upstairs, even though we are supposed to pursue them. Trust God that he will give it to you or he will help you to have them when the right time comes. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't also see God. So you seek him and then he'll make sure he gives it to you when the time comes, as he wills. Thank you. Thank you too. Thank you too. So Benji, kindly share with us. Thank you very much. Please, I'd like to admonish us, Shelly, and add to what my friends have said. And what I would like to say is that, as we've already established, the gifts are spiritual gifts. And the foundation of our doctrine has been that all these gifts come from the Holy Spirit. So I would admonish all of us to get very close to the Holy Spirit, as we did in our first series that's who told you as we studied about the voice of god and everything i would repeat all of us to get closer to the holy spirit and also covet earnestly we should hunger after these things and then because the gifts have been given to us for advantage and if we are not operating in this gift we are really missing a lot in our christian work so i entreat all of us to get closer to the holy spirit and seek or covet earnestly these gifts. And the book of Matthew Jesus Christ said that if we be evil, we are able to give our children gifts. That's when they ask for bread, we do not give them stones. When they ask for fish, we do not give them serpents. How much more heavenly Father in heaven? So it is God's desire to give us the spiritual gifts. God does not need the spiritual gifts for anything, but He desires to give them to us so that we can accomplish the work of the church. That's the gifts have been given to us to edify the church in order to build up the church and present the blameless before Jesus Christ. 
and also I'll add that the gifts that we will be given, we are supposed to, or we are not owners of the gifts. As we said the other time, we are just stewards. So we shouldn't flaunt the gifts on others. We shouldn't use them as a source of merchandise to dupe other people, but for the primary aim, that is basically to build up the church and also to help each other. So I'll end by quoting um, from the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 21, when Jesus Christ said that, Not those who say to me, Lord, Lord, would enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. So even as we are seeking these gifts, we should make sure that we are only using them when we see our Father in heaven do the works. Just as Jesus Christ said, that the things that I see my Father do, those are the same thing I do. Because he said in the end, others will come and say, we did prophesy in your name, we did wonderful things in the whole lot. Yeah. So the goal is not to flaunt the gifts, but the goal is always to move, or always to preach when we see our Father in heaven working. So thank you very much, and God bless us all. Amen. Thank you very much, and God bless you too. So we'd like to just take our last portion of our study on spiritual gifts. And I would just like to read the chapter again from 1 Corinthians 12. And it's good I read it. The Bible as often as possible, no matter how many times you read it. It's always refreshing, enlightening, and comforting. So we want to read our scripture again, 1 Corinthians 12, from the verse 1. It goes, Now concerning the spiritual brothers, I will not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away, to these dumb idols even as you were led. Why I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a king, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are diversities of gifts by the same Spirit, and there are diversities of administration by the same Lord, and there are diversities of operation by the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with. For to one is given the Spirit, the word of wisdom, for another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, for another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the descending of spirits, to another diverse types of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11. But all this work that one and the same self spirit dividing to every man severally as he wills. Verse 12 For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Now let's just jump to the verse 14. It says, For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not their hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. And if the ear says, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where were the smelling? But now God has set the members, every one of them in the body, as pleases him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body, okay? So let's just go to the verse 26. And it says that, 
and whether one member suffer all the members suffer with it or one member be honored all the members rejoice with it let me read the verse 26 in another version it says and if one part suffers every part suffers with it if one part is honored every part rejoices with it bless god for the reading of the word so Remember I now said that first Corinthians chapter 12 the word is or the first verse contains was now concerning the spiritual and he was saying that he's come to teach us about the spiritual and there are two main things he spoke about between that verse and when he started talking about love so that means that everything was same was about the spiritual and there were about two things basically it was about the gifts of the spirit and the body of Christ One thing we should understand is that we should look at the spiritual gift in the context of the body of Christ. I know many of us have not appreciated the fact that we are members of one body. Many of us have not appreciated the fact that when you became born again, when we are baptized, we are baptized into the body of Christ. That is why we feel so free in speaking against other believers, in doing things against other believers, forgetting that we are members of one body. So whenever we take up an issue, we take up an offense, or we take up any grudge or anything against any member of the body, what we are failing to realize is that we are taking up an issue against ourselves. But because we are not seeing ourselves as members of one body, regardless of your denomination, as long as you believe in the resurrection and the death of Christ, as long as you have confessed the lordship of Jesus, as long as you have expressed faith in Jesus, as long as you are making daily efforts to live for Jesus you are a member of the body of Christ so the verse 26 says that if one member suffer we all suffer if one member is honored we are all honored but many of us we are not seeing or our inability to descend the body now you remember that when Paul was teaching about communion he made an important statement that people who are taking the communion unworthily some of them are sick some of them are weak and some of them are dead you use the word sleep and he gave the reason why these three conditions are happening in the body of Christ why people are dead why people are weak because they fail to appreciate that what they were partaking in is that they were partaking in the body of Christ so many of the issues we are having is because we are failing to appreciate the fact that we are members of one body and Paul expected that just the arms or just the legs so also is with the body of Christ even though there are even say limitations to denomination we should also learn to appreciate these denominations because God is true to his denomination teaching us his multifaceted nature so you go to a particular ministry and they are emphasizing on grace you go to another particular ministry and they are emphasizing on prayer you go to another particular ministry and they are emphasizing on evangelism all these are parts of one body So we should not see this different aspects of the body of Christ as a disunity. Unity never means uniformity. But you see in the manifestation of spiritual gifts we should be conscious of the fact that we are given these abilities to serve in the body of Christ. We should be conscious of the body of Christ. We should be conscious of the fact that you are a member of the body of Christ. Let me leave that on the whole. I'll get back to it in our later part. Now we want to tackle the last aspect which is how do we get spiritual gifts and the answer is very simple from the verse 11 the writer tells us that but all this work that one and the same soul spirit dividing to every man severally as he wills so how do you get a spiritual gift if the holy ghost wants to give it to you finish <laughs> so he's saying that 
all these workings we have stated above, even though they are diverse, is the same spirit that is giving it. And listen to what he says. He's dividing to every member of the body of Christ. This is actually predisposed to a spiritual gift. That is why I remember one of our episodes, we stated that every member in the body of Christ has a supply to make in the body of Christ. Are you ready from Ephesians? The verse 26 is telling us that if one member suffers, we are all suffering. So the reason why we are in the state we are is because many members of the body of Christ are dandruff. Many members of the body of Christ are idle. Therefore, there is no flow of blood, if I should say. So many of us are tumors and cancers and whatever. <laughs> so the blood is not able to get to all the parts of the body. Many of us are blocking the flow. And we may not realize it because we are only thinking about ourselves. But the state at which we find the church is because members are not stepping up their game. You know, so whether you realize it or not, your idleness is affecting many people. There are many people that are looking up on you to make a supply in the body of Christ. So whenever people are going through issues in the body of Christ, it's simply an indication that somebody is not stepping up in pain. Whenever people are going through pain in the body of Christ, whenever people are going through sickness, weakness, and death, it's because one, they are not discerning the fact that God has made all graces available in the body of Christ. So somebody is going through sickness, and there's a member of the body of Christ that God wants wants to give the gift of healing or has the gift of healing but his mind his own business somewhere there are people that are in situations that they need god to act on their behalf and they need people with a gift of faith to act but unfortunately we are thinking about something else so we are not able to make our supply to the body of christ you may not appreciate it but when you get to a particular situation and you realize that all you needed was you to be connected to somebody who has a gift that can benefit you then you will know how important it is for you to step up your game in the body of Christ. So the verse 11 is telling us, he gives it to every man. And he says, he gives it to every man severally. That means he can give you more than one. He wants to give you more than one. If you can receive all the nine, why will he give you just one? So he wants to give you severally. God wants to give you the gift of faith and the of spirit and the word of wisdom. But we are also minding our own business somewhere. We are not discerning the fact that we have a supply to make in the body of Christ. All we are conscious about it's about the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. But then the interesting thing is that if the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit is giving us spiritual gifts as he desires, why is Paul telling us to desire spiritual gifts? And that can be seen in the verse 1 of the chapter 14. He says that follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but that rather you may prophesy. So if the Holy Spirit is giving gifts as he wills, why then is Paul telling us to desire spiritual gifts? And I explained early on that the reason why Paul admonishes us to desire spiritual gifts is because nobody wants to give food to somebody who is not hungry. If I've ever seen a child who is not hungry before and the parent gives the child food, what happens? The child ends up playing with the food. The child ends up soiling his dress, using the food to play table tennis or anything else. Why? Because the child was not hungry. And anything you give to somebody that the person doesn't want, or that person that the person is not in need of, the person ends up abusing the gift. And we can see that in so many instances. I know for me in particular, one of the things I found really difficult to appreciate is that some people just became born again recently. Then they are manifesting in, they are, they are having certain gifts. I don't know if you have seen such scenarios. Somebody is having the faith for a long time, faithfully. And somebody became born again and two, three weeks, the person is prophesying, the person is giving word of knowledge. I'm like, hey, God, is that the way you do that thing? 
<laughs> I don't know if I've had that confusion before, but I've explained that thing several times. I've been in the faith for a long time. Small workings of miracle I've been asking for, I've been browning you. But somebody just comes in and the person is prophesying, the person is laying us on the seat. I'm like, eh. but then he gives to every man as he wills. But yet, God has left an opening for us. And that is true, our desire. And you see, what we need to appreciate is that desire is the basic form of direction in life. So then, if we take a look at the animal kingdom, how does an animal know that, oh, I should give birth? How does the animal know that I should look for a male or a female and copulate or meet and give birth? The animals are led by desire. So that it comes to a particular stage in the animal's life where he feels for the opposite sex. Then he goes around, then they become on heat and all those things. How does the animal know that it's time for me to eat? Or how do you even know it's time for you to eat? It's by desire. So just as desire is a form of leading in the natural realm, so also in the spiritual realm, desires are also a form of leading. So then in Timothy, Paul tells us that he whoever desires the position of a bishop desires a good thing. And then he lists out the thing that this person should possess. So then how would you know that somebody or the most basic form or the most basic indication to know that you are supposed to occupy a particular place in the body of Christ is by the desires God gives you. So every true desire in your heart is an indication that God wants to give you something. That is why we should be very careful of the desires we have. So sometimes, I don't know if any of you have experienced that before. Maybe you are listening to sermon, but you just stumble on somebody's sermon for the first time and automatically fall in love with the person. But you may have listened to other sermons and you are not attracted to them as much as you are attracted to somebody else. What is happening is that God is giving you an indication that I want you to keep listening to this person. So that's how God draws us, or that's how God attracts us. He gives us spiritual desire. And so every believer should take note of his desires. Some of you have desires to help. Some of you have desires to explain the word. Some of you have desires to heal people who are going through infirmity. Some of you have desires to serve. You have various spiritual desires. And these things are God's indication that he wants to pour out something into you. So maybe as you were listening to the various spiritual gifts, there's a particular spiritual gift that stood out to you. So maybe out of all the nine, there's a particular one that maybe you fell in love with or you were attracted to. It can be the descending of spirits. For me in particular, I've been designed that gift alone because human beings are some way far. You, I, I remember I gave an incident that if I could tell some people who when they were coming to ask me for a loan, I wouldn't have given them the money. You know, but I don't know whether that is spiritual. But the, the, the issue is that I just look at how I need this gift and how relevant it is to me. And I'm drawn to that gift. So as you take a look at all these spiritual gifts, every genuine believer who wants to make a contribution in the body of Christ will notice that he is drawn to a particular gift. And that is God giving you a subtle indication that you are supposed to follow after this gift. So now what do you do when you begin to notice certain desires in you? What you do is that you feed your desires. You feed your desires. So just as what do you do when you desire for food? You go after food. What do you do when you desire after water? You go after water. What do you do when you desire after sleep? You go and sleep. So just as these desires, as basic as they are, they are leading you. So whenever you ignore your desire to sleep, I'm talking about the natural desire. Some of us will sleep too much. That is laziness. I'm talking about the natural one where your body gets tired and your body gets rest. So just as in the physical realm or in the natural realm, we are led by our desires. 
so also in the spiritual we should take note of our desires and what do we do is that we should follow our desires so now the proof of desire is pursued the proof that you really desire a particular gift is by the mouth you are able to go after for that gift and i don't know which other example to give than when a man desires after a lady we have seen many wonderful instances you can see young men climbing eight floor buildings just to see a particular lady and when the lady asks oh why did you come and visit me just to come and say hi you climbed all these stairs just to say hi <laughs> we all know i'm sure everybody has done crazy things in the name of love and that's the same thing that happens spiritually the proof that you desire a particular gift is the extent to which you are willing to go for it now many people ask me this question how do you know so many things about this how do you know all the stories in the bible how do you know these things and i always give a similar response that when you look at guys who know football i don't know i'm sure many of us have encountered this maybe i've seen some people argue about football and it's interesting the facts they know about football i enjoy football but i just watch for entertainment support my team and i go but some people are able to tell you that last season is oh this match they scored a goal like this they have so much details about footballers and i'm like hey how did they know all these things so my little assignment is that go and look at those who are into football ask them how they know all the things they know about players and football clubs and the rest and ask yourself maybe you know something about about music you know something about cooking you know something about anything or even about your course how did you know all those things you know it's the same thing but many of us we seem to become oblivious when it comes to spiritual things but just as you know things in the natural realm so also we know things in the spiritual that's by pursuing after things that's by reading that's by speaking about things that's by researching that's by following things so just as you pursue things i know people who are into makeup and you see them watching youtube videos after youtube videos you see them going for courses you see them going for online programs you see them doing all these things what they are doing is that they are pursuing after something so if you also want to desire a particular gift you pursue after it you read books on it you listen to sermons about it you follow people who you see manifesting those gifts you follow their lives or you read books about them you watch sermons about them you do studies about them you watch youtube videos about them you chat with your friends about them you ask your friends questions about them you ask people what you are doing is that you are building desire inside you so just as you know the interesting thing is that if a guy is pursuing a lady interestingly a lady would subconsciously like it if the girl plays in quotes hard to get it's like it makes the thing in quotes more interesting but if the guy just goes and the girl says yes it's like ah is that all men naturally they say are hunters for our pursuers and it's it's like that with every person so sometimes god in quote likes to stretch us a bit that's why when you pray for spiritual give that day now most of it are not you don't get it because god is willing to see the extent of your hunger and your thirst so in matthew 5 he tells us that those who are hungry and thirsty after righteousness they shall be filled so how does god fill somebody he looks at those who are hungry so the issue is how hungry and how thirsty you are and the proof of your hunger and your thirst is the extra mile you are willing to go for such information see the mile guys go to to watch football matches they leave work early they go to the the place they watch the football one hour before time you see them always reading things online about football you see them watching highlights that watch the football match already but the following day they will go and watch highlights again you see them arguing about you see them discussing you see them posting about their status what they are doing is that they are feeding up their desires and so is the same principle we apply in design spiritual gifts is where you are willing to make a spiritual hands for it
And you see, what happens is that pursuit makes you available to God. Because whenever you are pursuing after something, you indirectly make yourself available to that person. And availability is the key. Now, what do I mean by that? I believe most of us have had best friends, either in JSS, SS, or university, or one point in time. And you notice that maybe you left, you were in JSS. Immediately you graduated and you went to SS. You are no longer best friends with the person. Or when you were in SS, you were sitting close to somebody, or you shared a dormitory with somebody, or you shared a bed, as in a student bed with somebody. So you became best friends with the person. And apparently, immediately you finish SS, it's like you never knew that person again. What was happening was that the reason why you became best friends with that person, it was because both of you were available. So sometimes you end up talking to some people not because you really want to. It's because when you were in a mood to talk about some things, they were the ones who were around to speak to. So you end up sharing things with them. So you can have maybe you are in the same church with, if you are in university, you are in the same church with, and you are in the same course with. So because you are almost around each other, you end up talking about oh, things about your family, about yourself, and you begin to know each other more. The only reason why the two of you are in quotes, best friends, is because you are available for each other. But immediately one person goes to Accra, and that person goes to Kumasi, it's as if <laughs> you were strangers. Many of you, when you get to school, you are best friends with your roommate. But immediately school vacates, you can go for two months without talking to your roommate. What happened? It's because they are no more available to you. And many of us have shared certain stories about our lives with people, not because they were trustworthy or anything, but it's because they were the ones available to listen to you. So also is with God. The reason why many of us, we don't seem to get the spiritual gifts you are designed is because we are not available. When God wants to release these gifts for us, we are busy doing something else. And that's what prayer makes us. But that's what happens when we pray. When you pray, you are making yourself available. When you read books, you are making yourself available. When you listen to sermons, you are making yourself available. When you talk to friends about these things, you are making yourself available. When you go on the internet, watch YouTube videos, watch videos about all these things, what you are doing that you are making yourself available. I always like to share this funny story of a time when a friend was doing a birthday party. And I was like, it was a friend's birthday. It wasn't really a friend friend, but somebody, hi, hello. And a person called me that, oh, it's her birthday and she's doing a party at the restaurant. So I should come. And I was like, hey, free meal there. Who doesn't like a free meal? So of course, I shot it and I went. So, you know, as we do it over here, they ask you, oh, share a story of how you met the person, how the person has blessed your life, etc., etc." <laughs> I don't even remember how we became friends or how we started interacting. So when it got to my turn, the lady had to remind me, oh, we met here, we met here. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. But I, I noticed something. That all those who were around were sharing personal or experiences, or the other time I went to do this, the other time I went to do And I realized I didn't have any personal experience. So what I noticed was that I was wondering how come I was called to be among her clan to enjoy her birthday. The reason was simple because I was around. Because she had taken a budget that she wanted to invite 20 people. And all those she had called were either not around or were unable to make it. But the number needed to be set. <laughs> so she looked to her contact, and when she called me, I was available. So the only reason why I was qualified to be among the inner circle of friends was not because I was a trustworthy person to her. It wasn't because I was praying for her or fasting for her or anything. It was because when she needed me, I was available. When God is in need of somebody to give gifts to you, are you available? So the question is that, are you available for God? That's what happens when you read books. That's what happens when you pray. That's what happens when you listen to sermons. All these things, all your pursuit makes you available. That is why there are even ladies who have shared 
stories about themselves with guys they are not really interested in but because the guy was always checking up on them harassing them etc so the guy was available for them to speak so pursuing something makes you available pursuit makes you available for god so the question is how hungry are you to get these things what extent are you willing to go as by jesus coming to die for us on the cross is a massive statement in that he's given us a statement that i would rather die than to live without you as the extent jesus was willing to go for us now the question is what extent are you willing to go and is the reason why this also pursuit is important is because it prunes your motives because many of us desire spiritual gifts to make a show many of us desire spiritual gifts to prove a point that we are also papas or we are also mamas or we are spiritual many of us desire spiritual gifts for every other reason than to be of help to the body of Christ and remember we stated that you must be conscious of the body of Christ So Paul was talking about spiritual gifts in the context of being of help to the body of Christ. That is why most ladies also as I say like taking guys through a long haul just so that to help them see if the guy is genuinely interested in them or the guy is just around to play the buffoonery. So the pursuit helps you prune your motives. It helps you evaluate if you are really into this thing. Many people even everybody needs a car <laughs> I think. But many people even though a car may be a good thing but many people are just looking for cars just to prove a point and sadly to save some pastors and those in ministry do it because they feel as though the car you are driving shows how successful your ministry is many at times you want so many things just to prove a point you want so many things just because of public opinion so what is taking you to the place where you realize that the essence of these things is to be of service to the body of Christ Now let's go to first Timothy 4:14. I want to just quickly touch on channels by which we can get this spiritual gift. And Paul is talking to his, his if I should say school son and he's saying neglect not the gift that is in you which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. So Paul here is giving us a channel by which we can get spiritual gift. We can get spiritual gifts through prophecies. and the laying on of hands. Now let's look at something else in Romans chapter 1 the verse 11 just to buttress our point. Paul is speaking here again and he said that for I long to see you why is Paul longing to see the people of Romans that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts let me just end it. the other part to come later. So Paul is saying that he wants to see us and I as I'm talking about the Roman church so I can impart gifts to the people. So a channel by which we can get spiritual gifts is through impartation. by senior ministers if I should say or by the presbytery or those who are ahead of you in the spiritual journey because you can only give what you have so people who have this manifestation or who have this gift are those who can impact these gifts onto you or those who are in a higher authority than you they can impact these gifts onto you that is why in your pursuit you must identify members in the body of Christ that are manifesting this gift and you follow after them some people like to call it catching the anointing and you see don't feel that you must be somebody in ministry or you must be somebody who wants to do anything in the forefront of ministry in court before you would desire this thing You see, this is one of the reasons why many pastors, if I should say, are forced to preach the kind of messages they preach at church. 
because generally as believers we don't care about the spiritual seriously all we are wanting for is when the man of god is going to say i see your baby coming i see your husband coming so the spiritual hunger of the church is dwindling because we are so much exited on the flesh and as i said i think last week that jesus said that these things we are designed after the clothes to wear the food to eat these things are what gentiles desire after because these things are your basic right as a child of god but because we are so obsessed with the natural our spiritual senses are dead and we feel as though if i'm not going to be a pastor why then do i need this gift but sweetheart whether you realize it or not as long as you are a member of the body of christ you being a dandruff means that somebody is going to suffer and many of the things you might have suffered is because somebody was not supplying a certain grace unto you last after spiritual gifts last after this thing the way people become obsessed about ladies or guys the way they see them in their dreams the way they can't wait to hear from them before they go to bed is the same way you should last after the spiritual is the same way you should hunger after these things that's why paul tells us in colossians that set your affections on things above and nowadays we can't preach these things in the church God told Moses and the people of Israel in Deuteronomy that you have stayed at this mountain for far too long. It's time to move. And I believe this is God's word to some of us. It's time to move in your prayer life. It's time to move in your word life. It's time to move in holiness. It's time to move in your thought life. It's time to move in the type of music you listen to. Sweetheart, it's time to move in the type of friends you relate with. It's time to move in the type of movies you watch. It's time to move. And I believe that God will stir up in us a serious desire, a serious lust after the spiritual thing. Because it's these things that satisfy. But I just want to add this thing. A time came when the disciples, and the disciples were just like us, and it's comforting to know. They came to Jesus, and they told Jesus that we have left everything to follow you. What are we going to get? And Jesus told him that whoever has left house or car or money, or family or friend said, whatever you have left you would be restored a hundredfold even in this life this is, and that's the reason why most people have issues against pastors because we understand why pastors are rich it's because at a point in time of their life they left everything allow god to take care of your natural desires or your natural needs and last after the spiritual so all too soon we have come to the end of our episode on spiritual gifts and i pray that you will not be bored by these things i pray that your hunger for god will increase i pray your desire for the spiritual will increase i pray your desire to make a contribution in the body of christ would increase in the name of our lord jesus amen so i like to open up for any questions or contribution yes baba Okay, and um, people have this notion that you can lose the gift that you have. Maybe someone used to prophesy, pray in tongues and all that, but then the person went to do something bad and then is no longer operating in that gift. How true is that? <laughs> okay, does anybody want to attempt an answer? How true is that? I like your conclusion. Yeah, Benji. Okay, from what I know, and I think there is a scripture that says that the gifts in the callings of God are without repentance. I think it's in Romans. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's scripture, but I think it's in Romans. So, about losing your gifts, from the scripture, we can tell that when God gives um, gifts and callings, He doesn't revoke them. So, what happens is that you not lose the gifts per se, but how effective you will be in the gifts, maybe. 
reduce or your effectiveness would dwindle. But the gift in itself will not be taken away from you. Yeah, that's what I think. You won't lose the gift. Maybe if you are in certain sense, the gift will still be there. But about how you'll be able to flow effectively in it, you won't have it as if you are not living in sin and all those stuff. Yeah. So from that scripture, that's concerning the gifts and callings of God. They are without effectiveness. God doesn't revoke them. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Um, the scripture is um, Romans eleven twenty nine. It says that for the gift and the callings of God are without repentance. So yes, now your question. Let's take the example of Balaam. When Balak came to tell him to go and prophesy, God told him not to go. And he knew. But because, if I should say, his eyes was red for money, or his eyes was lasting after money, it corrupted the gift. So now, even though God told him not to put the prophesy, and it can happen in situations, and it, it can happen in prophecy, or somebody genuinely has become so money conscious, or has become so self-conscious in promoting a brand. Now, Saul was trying to inquire from God, and because Saul was living in sin, God did not mind him. And what did Saul do? Saul wanted to see a witch. So it happens all the time. But then we should appreciate the fact that it's not as though when you just still alive and the gift stop flowing, no. But when you live in sin, what you are doing is that you are grieving the Holy Spirit. And remember, all the manifestations of this gift are in association with the Holy Spirit. Because you are grieving him, you are blocking him, you are, you are making him draw back, you are making him shrink in your life. It's going to affect the flow of the gift. So it will affect the flow and it will contaminate the flow. So the more you live in sin, the more you are choking or you are contaminating the water. So I, I don't know if I've answered your question. Benji, you can ask your question. Okay. The lane on of hands okay. and then you partition because okay. a whole lot of crazy clouds around it. Yeah. Some people think that once you go for impartation, now you have the gifts. And, uh, I don't know if there's still work to be done after impartation. But once you get the impartation, like what goes on in the lane of the impartation? What goes on? There's an impartation. <laughs> That's what goes on. What, but you see, in Hebrews chapter 1, we're talking about the basic topic. Talking about the resurrection of the dead, it was called repentance from the dead. All the basic things is about the lane on the hand. And it's just a medium by which there is a transfer of virtues from one individual to another. So even Paul tells I think he was telling Timothy that do not be in a haste to lay hands on anything. Now, what laying hands does, it basically does two things. It's a sign of approval and an impartation. In our local setting, when you, if a guy goes to seek for a lady's hand in marriage and the father of the lady puts his hand on the man, he's doing two things. He's showing his approval of the man and he's kind of giving his blessing on it. So even with the laying on of hands, remember as I said in last week, we do as we see the Father do. So even with the laying on of hands, you must be led to go to lay hands on. So what can happen is that God has noticed your genuine pursuit for a particular gift. And God may instruct somebody or through a gathering, God would impress on a minister that lay hands on this person. You get it? And through that laying of hands, the person is transferring a virtue to you. And that's what we see in Joshua and Moses. How Moses, through the laying on of hands, was able to transfer, if I say, the mantle of leadership from himself to Joshua. So laying on of hands is an approval. So some of us may already have the gift, we are manifesting this gift. But through the laying on of hands, it's a kind of approval that it's time for you to go to manifest. 
and you will know the season you are in. So you will know how best to discern what that activity or what that thing is going on or what's the implications of the activity that is going on in terms of pursuing. Keep pursuing. It's an unending stream of pursuit in the Christian world. That's why we keep learning, we keep moving, we keep hunting, we keep chasing after God. It's, it's an unending stream. So even in a manifestation of your gift, you just say, hey, now I've got it. And it's very typical with even in our normal life. You see, and that's what happens and it gets ladies offended, if I say. So a guy likes a lady, he puts in all the effort. Immediately he gets the lady, then ah, he's on vacation now. No lady would like that. So why do you think God would like that? <laughs> huh? You chase the lady. After I've got the lady, they say, well, now they no longer hide the lady. First, you send a message morning, afternoon, again. But now that because you have won the prize, you stop saying hi money after you know you should continue your pursuit. In fact, now is the time you're supposed to be step up your game, if I should say. So even in a pursuit of spiritual gift, after you have laid hands and you have received the gift of prophet, it's now time for you to grow into it. That is why even seasoned men of God, or even seasoned men of God, men of God, you think that this thing is happening to only men of God. Even seasoned believers, you keep pursuing. We still go for conference, we still go for impartation. What we are doing is that we are heightening our senses in the spiritual gift. We are strengthening ourselves in this gift. So it's an unending pursuit. So remember, pursuit makes you available. And as we would like to do, we want to enter into a time of prayer. We want to pray to God that Father help us to be available. And you see, it is not just enough to be available. So we want to pray to God that Father may we be available and usable. And one thing that makes us usable is our motives. So we can see somebody praying for things, praying for spiritual gifts, chasing after spiritual gifts, but his motives are just to make a show or to prove a point. What he's doing that he's not being usable. Lord, may you be available and usable. May you be helpful. May you be able to use us, Lord. Because we have come to the realization that we are members of the body of Christ. We have a supply to make. There's a demand on us. Necessity is laid upon us not to live a selfish life. Father, we pray that you would set in our hearts a genuine desire for you, a genuine desire for the body of Christ. Because if one member suffers, we all are suffering. And if one member is honored, we all are being honored. Father, we pray for grace to be available and usable. We pray for grace that we would descend the body of Christ. We pray for grace that we would realize that we are members of the body of Christ. And everybody who has expressed faith in the body, who has expressed faith in Jesus, is also a member of the body of Christ. Help us to come to the realization that we are members of the household of God. We are members of the family of God. And every believer is my brother and my sister. And just as every member of a natural family has a burden to help his or her sibling to succeed, so also we have that burden to help ourselves grow, to help ourselves be strengthened. So in Romans chapter 1 verse 11, Paul said that I long to see that I may impact you some spiritual gifts to the end that you may be established. So spiritual gifts establishes us. Spiritual gifts makes us that God we will desire after these things so that we will be established in our work with God. Because we know that in the last days the love of many will grow cold. We know that people in the last days will become lovers of money, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. We know that in the last days we will be seeking after vain things. But Lord, even in these times, may we seek after you, Lord. May we have a genuine hunger for you. May we not just be hypocrites and play actors, but may we have a genuine desire 
to love you, to seek you first, that we may be established, that we may be strengthened, that we may be fortified in our work with God, that we may become a blessing to others. Because many people are crying, many people are in pain, many people are in need of solution. And the solution they need is inside of us. We pray that God will be available. Help us, Lord. Grant us the grace to pay whatever price we need to pay in order to be available and usable. In the name of our Lord Jesus. God bless you all. And we hope that you will join us next week as we begin our new series. It's going to be a parable. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye.